Well, welcome to the follow-up podcast. My name is Hayden. I am the worship director here at Arbor Church, and today I'm in the booth. But on stage, we have Brian Cobley, our youth director, with his uh, Arbor-branded mug, thermos, shirt. What do you want me to plug? <laughs> well, I thought you were talking about... Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about the student's sweater. Yeah. You also have a student sweater. It's also called a sweatshirt, not yeah. a sweater. Okay. We can spend the whole <laughs> podcast arguing this. Sweatshirt. <laughs> And uh, we also we also have today uh, Cliff Tatama. Did I say that right, Cliff? Yes, you did. Awesome. Who is our new interim pastor? Um, he started March first, but your first Sunday was obviously this last Sunday, and you preached uh, Galatians three, correct? Galatians three twenty six through chapter four. Through chapter four. Okay, sweet. So you picked up. Um, for those of you who have been uh, following along with our Sunday messaging and also the follow-up, we finished First Thessalonians, and now we're into Galatians. So um, you'd heard messages from Allison and Brian and Scott and David Piscatelli. Is that, is that the other person? that? that yeah, he was, that? he was up there. Yep, so we're still in the same series, and now we're on to Galatians, but we also have Allison Oconee here joining us, the community care pastor. This feels like uh, the good old times, having everyone back in person in the building, but also yeah. we're joined by our new team men- member, Cliff. So this is this is a first for us, and I'm excited for it. The new good old days. The new good old days. <laughs> so, Cliff, it only feels right that we start this podcast getting to know you a little bit more. We as a staff have been spending the weekdays with you, but people that attend Arbor, their first interaction with you was on Sunday. They obviously liked your message, but don't know a whole lot about you. So we thought it might be fun to, to get to know you a little bit more on this podcast for people that aren't in the building, you know, Monday through Friday who have got the chance to spend with you. So Cliff, where are you coming from before Arbor? I believe Mount Vernon, correct? That's correct. Yeah, that's, that's my home is in Mount Vernon. Yep. And I was, uh, I was a lead pastor for a network of churches, uh, which I have retired from i'll call it that since uh, i have moved forward from feeling that god was leading me out of that and at the time not sure where he was leading me until arbor came along and then that was like i think this is where we're supposed to be so uh i'm excited about it i'm really excited about what god's doing here awesome um and how long have you this will this question can be answered however you like how long have have you been what you would call ministry either vocational or just even you know volunteer involved in the church oh wow okay yeah. well i guess <laughs> since we're all supposed to be ministers of the gospel yep. since i got saved Ooh, um, oh nice so that would nice. be yeah that would be at about 10 or 11 years old <laughs> and uh vocationally for uh 18 years now okay awesome yeah. He just Jesus juked you. He did Jesus juke. Yeah, I like it. Though. <laughs> I respect it. <laughs> um, uh, and have you always always been a fan of of preaching and, and teaching and all that, or were you in different areas of ministry before um, where you find yourself now? Yeah, no, I I actually when I started doing ministry full time, it was as a pastor, and I had uh, never done that before, so it was um, baptism by fire, <laughs> and. Uh, and it's been very good. It's been I've I've loved it, and God's yeah. been gracious, and uh, I, it's incredible to see transformed lives, that's awesome. and that's what I love seeing. So yeah. yeah, yeah, and so currently for people, so they're kind of aware. You're um, you have quite the morning and afternoon commute right now. You're still living up in Mount Vernon until you can find a place. But you you told me today you're driving an hour 
down here and back up. Is that correct? That's, yeah, within four minutes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's insane. So according to my Australian Siri, it's 56 minutes to 60 minutes. So <laughs> Now Brian can't complain about his commute anymore. He used to have the worst on staff. I never complained about it. Oh, okay. Brian. I get 30 minutes away from you. It's all good. That's a good you guys are on the phone. <laughs> You're on the phone together anyhow. Together, yeah. so. It's because we miss each other. Today we talked on the phone and I told him that you are bringing no quality to this conversation, uh-huh. just quantity, because he kept giving me, mm-hmm, uh-huh. So I'm like, so I'm going to go. Yeah. And I hung up on him. He did say that. He, he did. did. We're, we're very honest with each other. Yeah. <laughs> There's no quality. The uh, funny part is I... Until he said that line, I thought he was making it up because I didn't remember talking to Brian on the phone this morning. <laughs> <laughs> so that's very evident that I was not giving you a lot, Brian. Not but, at all. Man. Yeah, sorry. I'll make that. sure to chime in on the podcast before that happens yeah. to me, too. <laughs> she has to leave. Oh, yeah. She had nothing to say. She had nothing to say. <laughs> Brian canceled her. Right. No quality. Cancel culture. <laughs> oh, man. So um, two weeks ago, Cliff, when we made the announcement that you'd be joining the team, I shared some some well-researched facts about you, which I've <laughs> now come to know they aren't. I said that you're an avid skier, that you love sushi, um, and I was disappointed to hear that you're not a fan of sushi. Is that, is that correct? Well, um, I would say, as I used to teach my children, don't say you don't like it. Say it's not my favorite. Ooh, good answer. Yeah, yeah. good answer. And I would just say that about sushi. I, yeah. You know, no, I, I actually don't mind the taste of it, but I, I I got a big kick out of it when I was watching online and heard you say that. I laughed out loud. And I thought, wow, if there was one thing he could have picked that I'm not, he did a good job of yeah. that. So, uh, what about skier? Are you an avid skier? I, I enjoy skiing. Avid, yeah. I don't know that I'd say that, yeah, okay. but I do enjoy skiing. Yeah, do you, yeah. You don't but snow- I'm steak and potatoes. Man. You don't I'm, snowboard. Snowboard? No, I do skis, man. Snowboard mm. hurts me too bad. Mm. I did that one time and decided that. That was enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's also interesting just getting to know you, Cliff. You're, you played basketball at a pretty high level. Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. I'm curious about that because I That's a long it. time ago. Yeah. That's a long time ago. Yeah. Brian is yeah. like the resident football fan here, and Ooh. I am the basketball fan. So when I heard that you played, oh. I don't play a lot of basketball. Brian and I play basketball occasionally. Um and, you know, I like to think that I can compete with Brian, but now I know that if we were all three to play, it would just be Cliff and then Brian and then way down here it would be me. <laughs> and so. don't – and hello. Well, Allison, you're – you are bringing you, you no quality or I, quantity into this conversation. Why Allison, do you I'm assume have have I don't play? Allison, you, you are on – I got major hops, guys. I got a hoop in my backyard. We what? know that – your shoulder is the only thing that keeping you back from just destroying us. Okay, that is true. That's what I am um, thinking. Yeah. I'm, I thinking. have to ride the bench this season. You, you're right. Yeah. So. Okay, you're, all right. You're deadly from beyond the arc. That you is, have that three. Yeah. You just she has that look. Yeah. Curry. She does. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. In, yeah. Into the into yeah. the cookie jar. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. <laughs> something like. That. I love that. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Uh, so yes. that was great. <laughs> um, one of the things that I think is was cool about this last week is, Cliff, you came in and um, at the beginning of the week, Brian was working on the message for Sunday, and then um, I think I came in later in the afternoon one day, and I all of a sudden hear that 
Brian's no longer preaching on Sunday, but Cliff is. Cliff Wait. took it from me. <laughs> <laughs> I did, yeah. <laughs> no, explain how that happened. It yeah, was cool. Yeah, please explain how I that like happened, that. Brian. Okay. Good story. So, uh, normally Allison is the is the charismatic person on our staff. Um, but I was, for two weeks, I was working on, the, trying to work on this sermon, and I was telling Allison that I've never felt more detached from God's Word before. Like, I just... I didn't know if I felt burnt out. I didn't know if I was tired. I didn't know. I just had no idea what was going on. So I was praying to God, like, like, can you like help me now, please? Like, I can't, I can't do this. And finally, uh, on Wednesday before the Sunday, I just sat down and was on my whiteboard. If you guys ever walk by me when I'm writing a sermon, I just write all over a whiteboard. And I finally was able to get the point that I wanted to preach which was talking about the Galatians, the Galatian believers who the Jewish, the, the Jewish believers were getting the Galatian believers to become Jewish. So we're getting them circumcised, we're following the law, and all an attempt to earn salvation, which is crazy because the Galatian people already had it through Paul, through Paul's teaching, teaching the gospel. So uh, based upon what Paul was saying in this letter, the main point that I came up with was the Galatians were trying so hard to get something that God had already given them. And based upon that, they were getting the opposite. So as I was writing that, I wrote, they were trying to obtain something that, and they received the opposite. I was sitting there going, I just heard somebody's story that they were sharing that God was calling them in the ministry and it was ready. All they had to do was accept it. Mm -hmm. And this person said, yeah, I know God, but let me do this, right. and so I can be better for for your ministry. Right. And this person was trying so hard to earn the ministry that they lost everything. Yeah. And finally, when they lost everything, God was able to say, "Here." So I was sitting there going, "Who was that?" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, that's Cliff's testimony. This is this is Cliff's sermon." So I brought it up to Allison. I'm like, "I think this is why." I haven't been able to to do anything with the sermon. I think God this whole time has been telling me that that it's not mine, and which is hard because you guys know I love preaching more than like anything, and so for uh, for me to like say to give it away, I had to believe that was the Holy Spirit, and I felt like God was telling me that I I love that you love to preach, but my word means more than you wanting to preach, mm. and so. And so I told Allison that I was going to pitch this to Cliff, which I did. Yeah. And I, I, I packaged it with, uh, hey, Cliff, I really need help with this sermon. Yeah. And I walked the whole thing down to him. You blindsided to, me. To the whole yeah. point of it. And he was, he was like, yeah, this is good. This is good. I'm like, Cliff, you need to preach this because this is your testimony. Yeah. And yeah. He, I think your statement to me was, I would be really mad at you if you weren't correct and <laughs> we gave you one day to write this to write the sermon yeah. which is why i walked the whole thing down to you you did, I did the yeah. I, I did the work for yeah. you i just needed you to fill in the testimony but yeah. i mean cliff could you share to the people why i believe that why god was calling me that and you could just say the 10 million two million thing because that that is what really spoke to me was 10 million two million yeah yeah i i felt like um when I knew I was to go into ministry, I think I mentioned actually Sunday, at least in one of the services, I can't remember which one, but that I didn't want to, I didn't want to have my hand out. You know, I didn't want to be the person who had to receive from people. Well, well now I know God kind of has designed it that way on purpose so we can be a family and help each other out. But at that time I was too proud for that. And so, um, 
when I felt I was ready to go into ministry, I felt like I had, I had as I thought about it, I thought, okay, I've, I've made enough money now to where if I can just take my net worth and turn it into income-producing assets, and uh, I had, I'd owned some hotels, and I knew I did very well in those, and I thought, I'll buy more hotels and uh in monopoly in monopoly yeah okay. and i'll okay. own the railroad okay and uh <laughs> and and then and magnolia gardens man i wanted the gardens but uh or marvin's gardens uh anyway i thought you know i could ma- then make well into six figures and never touch my equity have my equity go up with inflation so now i'm ready to go into ministry and that's when i informed god of that and uh <laughs> Yeah, and what you said is very true. You know, God had to take me to a place where I had nothing. And at that point, I literally told him, God, I've got nothing left. Um, even my good name, I have got nothing left. All I've got is me. And I don't know what that's going to be, but I'm, gonna, I'm, but I'm still yours. And, man, the Holy Spirit was so clear. He said, that's all I've wandered all the time is just you. I, and then he said, I don't need your stuff. And um, he's never at this point, and I keep waiting for him to change his mind, but up to this point, which is now 22 uh, years, well, about 24 years after that happened, um, he's never bothered me with excess. Can I say it that way? <laughs> he's never bothered me with excess. There's, there's always, I think I've had a savings account twice where I just opened one for fun because I didn't like the thought of not having one, but he's always provided. But it's, it's been that way where he's gone, no, I want to be your provision, and I will provide for you. And, mm-hmm. and uh, so I went from being the financial planner to being the dependent one upon him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, so, and to me that was you, like, I, why your testimony came to me is because you were working so hard for God. Yes. Like the Galatians were doing the works to, to earn God. And, um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so that's like. You know, I've always just trusted God, so that's why I was like, I can't preach this sermon. <laughs> <laughs> it's Don't coming, son. It's coming, son. Get off your there. high horse, <laughs> O'Brien, my lad. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was really, uh, it was good. Um, I do, I do admit that I got buyer's remorse or seller's remorse. <laughs> I guess afterwards, afterwards, like sure. saying, "Oh man, like I, I love doing that," and and I will admit the pride got in the way because. There was a lot of people in this sanctuary that I'm like, oh, finally a full room. I could have, I could have preached to a full Dude, room. Dude, they were here to see you. They, they were. Had, they had heard you were on the docket. <laughs> they flooded the place. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So they're just going to have yeah. to you come This shows up and steals yeah. my sermon. No, they're, I can't they're tell they're you that. I, I cannot even tell you the number of people who said, uh, you know, thanks for teaching, but we kind of came because we thought. Brian was. Gosh, that's amen. You know, (laughs) they just. I told him, "Well, come again because, you know, we'll we'll put the we'll put the sluggers up there later. (laughs) Give the people what they want. Yeah, yeah. You're you're just a contact hitter. (laughs) That's it, man. Just trying, just trying to get on. That's all, baby. That's all. I don't oh, think Allison's yeah. ready for the growing amount of sports analogies yeah. that are going to be happening around the office. Your shoulder. Follow up. Sh- your shoulder. You're the your shoulder is really just keeping you back. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's holding me back, man. Tommy Johns. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy Johns. <laughs> um, so Galatians 3, 26, and then where did you stop at, Cliff? Where was the end? Was it the end of four? Yeah, we took it to the end of four. Cool. Yep. Okay. Um, this is just a – this might be a quick question. Are you someone who prefers 
the exegetical going, you know, chapter by chapter when you're preaching, or are you more of a topical? You like to, you know, take a topic and, and find verses and, and scripture that fits around that. I know that in the past we had done a lot of topical series, and now we've, um, with Letters to a Young Church, we've been focusing on let's just go chapter by chapter. Um, do you find yourself liking one version or the other, or is this, uh, doesn't matter, you're just preaching God's word, so. Yes. <laughs> you, really, you really, he couldn't not answer it that way. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I didn't want to give him a false dichotomy, man. I uh, I scouted that out ahead of time. I talked to Allison about it, yeah. and and she told me it needs to be from God's word. So yeah. I figured, however we do that, I'm good yeah. with it. Cool. <laughs> um, I really wanted to know the topical exegetical question, man. Well, then ask him. Hey, yeah. in the past, would you say that you lined up more topically or expositorily? <laughs> <laughs> and I think I would say yes. Okay, thanks, Because Hayden. honestly, it, it, it just depends on the situation and circumstances. It really does to me. Um, I, think, I think you can teach topically a little differently, and which gives you a little bit more freedom sometimes. Uh, but I love the exegetical because it just allows you to take the entire context mm -hmm. into, into and, and I don't like, I, I, I believe we have to be very careful about pulling things out of context. Yeah, for which sure. Which, if you just get too topical, can be a tendency. Yeah. So, yeah. Allison, which one do you, would you say right now, because I honestly think this is a genre question uh, all the time, all, a lot of the time, too, because there's moments in my life where, I do prefer topical over exegetical. Right now in your life, which one do you think you're preferring? I still go topical. Somehow in my head, even if we're discussing a passage, um, to teach line by line doesn't make as much sense to me as teaching using it to support the whole idea. So like, if I look at the chapter and I go, we're talking about freedom in Christ, right? So how can these all support the the main idea of mm -hmm. freedom in Christ, like yeah. if it's from his passage. Um, so I don't know if it's a learner thing, like is this the way that I learn best? And so that's the way that I like to teach it best. Um, or, you know, I don't know if other people feel the same way. Like, do you like mm -hmm. to teach the way that you learn? He was not ready for you to ask him a question. No, I'm thinking. Uh... Because it makes sense to you as you're reading it and thinking of sharing it with someone. So you're like, if I were out there in the crowd, what would I want to hear? Yeah, I, I, but honestly, I would teach, if somebody was new in preaching and I was teaching them, I would teach them exegetical first uh, so they know how to do topical. Okay. So, because that's, uh, to me, that's how, that's how to not go out of context when you are going to do topical. Yeah. Is first teach how to be able to look at scripture word for word, line for line. So that when you are preaching about love, I always use love as topical because it's not right. one topical. When you are preaching about love, you don't bring a verse that actually is not supporting, but you're trying to make it support. So, yeah. <laughs> but the one thing that I just thought of is it's funny that just specifically talking about Pauline letters. Yeah. Is he wrote the letter topically because there was an issue at hand that mm -hmm. we preach yep. exegetically yeah yep. thank you yeah so thank you that is, that is say that that is kind say, of funny i was gonna say that yeah i think we get too much in a twitter about which one it is whereas if we just take the word of god the way it is yeah. it will inform us as to the topic or not and so 
you know, you could go, could have gone through it. And I think, uh, so Sunday would have been a great example, right? You could have, mm-hmm. we could have gone way off on the Hagar and Sarah yep. uh, deal at the end of Galatians 4 illustration or, or uh, allegory that, that Paul used. And we could have gotten way off on that. And if we had, we would have really missed the topic he was really trying to, um, yep. trying to stick with. So, yeah, yeah. Th- that was one of the things I was struggling with in the research was how Hagar got portrayed in his allegory. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we were feeling bad for Hagar. Yeah. yeah, because the truth is, yeah, he loves Hagar. Yeah, and it wasn't her, by her choice, and, yes. right. you know, right. et cetera. We right. see it through a different lens now, I think, also yeah. in this culture. Yeah, and, and but if you just looked at the way Paul used it as an illustration, forgetting mm-hmm. his intent was illustration and allegory, not application as to the event back then itself. Right, he's not meaning to throw shade on her. No, no. Yeah. not at all, yeah. not at all. I think and, through the research I found out that what he was, <clears throat> I guess, maybe what the the Jewish people were telling the Galatian people was, you want to be under Isaac's line. Mm-hmm. To be under Isaac's line, you need to follow the law. Mm-hmm. And so Paul flipped it on them and said, as you're trying to be hmm. part of Isaac, you're actually Ishmael, the person that you say is not in the line. Right. So that's what Paul was trying to allegorize. Right. But as I was reading this, I was like, you really mean to Hagar. Leave <laughs> right. her alone. Back off, yeah. man. Yeah. 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 She can't even defend herself. Uh, yeah. And then he even kind of took the knife into them a little bit when he made them say, you really like Ishmael. Like, because they all, every, all of them knew that story mm-hmm. very well, right? Yeah. Especially the Jews. And, he, and so he says, that, you know, and, and essentially Ishmael, like, like Ishmael tortured Isaac, gave him a hard time, like the older half-brother gave him a really hard time. You guys are doing that to these Gentiles who yep. are free, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, kind of drew that parallel there. But. My favorite point in your message on Sunday was uh, you demonstrating the enslaved person who is getting their their chains broken off. They're being bought um, by somebody who loves them and wants to be in relationship with them. And um, it just was so powerful a reminder, I don't know at what age I'm going to age out of being tired of hearing that, you know, uh, that, and we don't want to go back to our chains, right? right? We don't want to go back to the bondage that the law had given. Um, and then to remember that it was, you know, because the Lord wants to be in relationship with us. He loves us. And so it's not about doing anything or it's about being, like you said. Yeah. So that was my favorite part. I love that part. Oh, thank you. I think uh, here's when you will age out, when you step into glory. Yeah, mm-hmm. I hope. That's, yeah, yeah. My, my mom was 91 when she passed last year. And, and, um, and I would say the most, for me, the most godly influence on my life. And before she passed, I can remember talking to her and saying, Mom, what are you thinking about now? What's your mind on? And she said, how good Jesus is to me, that he loves me so much. And to be 91 and say that, because life is not easy for 91-year-olds. No. And to still know the truth of God's goodness and be resting in that, that is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. May we, may all, may we all be there. I was just going to say, yes. may it be so with me. Yeah. Amen. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I can barely do it at 55. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> About what part? The fact that you're only 35? Well, like uh, resting. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Right. 55. 55. Forget it. 
Save us, Hayden. Save us. Save us. <laughs> I kind of like this. You guys are just going off. I said before we started filming, you guys are all three preachers, and I, you guys could talk for hours. And I'm a director. Think, yeah, you're. <laughs> that's true, Brian. <laughs> I was just looking at the recording. I hadn't talked for the last 20 minutes, so you that's guys just not. That's true. not even true. We've been that's filming for 20 <laughs> minutes. I'm timing. Darn you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I could get you with the numbers. It's only been like 10 minutes. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so this is, this is going to be fun. I think um, one of the things I was thinking about, Cliff, is you came in and um, part of the church hiring process is once we hear a name, all of us instinctually go, okay, let's go Facebook stock this guy. You know, let's go figure out, Uh-oh. you know, let's Uh-oh. go figure out where we can find info on him online. I was not happy. <laughs> I was not happy. I wouldn't be either. <laughs> but something that I... I think it would be kind of fun for the people at Arbor and also just kind of informative is how much research did you do on, on us, Arbor Ooh. Church, before oh. yeah, before, before you took the job here? Ooh, that is good. That's a good question. You didn't tell me you were going to blindside me on this stuff. That's, That's what this podcast is about. That's what this podcast <laughs> is about. Okay. Okay. No, I did, I did some research, mm-hmm. and um, I think most of it came from a, a, a really good personal friend. Mm. That that happens to be a good personal friend of Allison's going back even further than he does with me by another 10 years or so. Wow. And uh, and I really trusted Greg's um, assessment and his input uh, because he knew that what would be really important to me is the the focus mm. of the church, the heart of the church, that that would be more important to me than their current circumstances. And uh, so that's where I did my research is, uh, is uh, I wanted to find out. I listened to uh, the, the messages from when, the, when uh, Arbor first started to get a sense and feeling for what the real mission was to begin with. And, uh, and then I researched some of the staff and uh, checked their Facebooks. And uh, what'd you no, find I out about me? I didn't do that part. I <laughs> But I did go to the staff page and look at the staff, uh, staff and stuff like that. I look and, different. Um, you did. You did look different. Yeah. Yeah. You look quite different, actually. Um, <laughs> Allison has arms. I didn't recognize you. Yeah. So uh, did you hear me, you Allison? <laughs> you have no comment for that. Not even a laugh. I didn't know if he had noticed. Did you notice on the staff page? I have no arms. It's. It's haunting. It's haunting. It is. It's. <laughs> I'll look at it once you once you see it, you can't not see it. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody, right now, stop watching the podcast and go look at the the armless. Oh no! And actually, (laughs) we had somebody offer to put arms in if I found arms that (laughs) they could Photoshop them in for me. So anyhow, that's nice. That's nice. But I think I think that was what what compelled me was that. Yes, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know, I think I think that's and and then when I and then I talked to Allison, uh, she was my first contact from the church, and I just so appreciated her heart, and it was so obvious the way you that your compassion, the way you care about what God's doing in and through the church here, and um, so so yeah, that's that's kind of some of the research I did, uh, and I think. Uh, had I felt like it was just, I'll just say this, it, had I felt like it was just another church, I don't think I would have had the level of enthusiasm or interest that I did. Mm. 
But the fact that this body of believers believes in reaching out to the lost and the broken and wants to receive those who are hurting, man, I'm telling you, that's where my heart's at. I, be- I believe that's where Jesus' heart was at. And so I thought, Same. I want to be a part of that. Same. I so I think Jesus would want to be at Arbor. Yeah. He is at Arbor, but. <laughs> that was a good save. Good yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the the hurting, the addicted, and the law. Yeah. Um, hurting, you know, so. It's been... Maybe we should have a new, new uh, logo that says just, Jesus is at Arbor. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this Easter. <laughs> Whoa! Like come, and every Sunday. come, we and every Jesus? Sunday. We got, you got Jesus. Yeah. Jesus is. How did you get Jesus yeah. to come? Yeah, yeah that, exactly. that, means rest, that means all the rest. You guys, <laughs> yeah. sorry. Yeah. We can only have twenty five percent capacity here, but everybody come. <laughs> Jesus is at Arbor. I just can't imagine them lowering somebody from the roof in this sanctuary when Jesus is here. But I mean, we have enough leaks. We got enough in leaks. The roof there's, there's to people qu- can do it. <laughs> just open them up. Just come on in. Um, <laughs> pull out the drop ceiling and just lower. Real question, because I thought this when I was uh, looking into Arbor before I came here. Did you think this back wall was wallpaper? (laughs) Did you think it was wallpaper? uh, I think, no, I wasn't sure what it was. I thought it might be when I was back there. Yeah. And And then I came up on the stage and actually went, ah, look at that. That's pretty amazing. That's actual real wood. Yeah. 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 I, when I was, I think I've told you this before, but when I was looking at Arbor and I was watching like videos, I was like, wow, they really take this wood thing way too far. Like that wallpaper looks pretty cheesy. <laughs> and, then when, and then when I got here, I said that to Garrett and Garrett goes, dude, that's real. And I was like, what? <laughs> I had to go on stage and touch it. I was like, that is yeah. real. Never mind. Yeah. It is like, it's like our, our own gum wall, you know, like, <laughs> but not, gum, gum, not gum, but. I've had friends come in and visit the church, and they're like, "That's real, that's real." And I'm like, "Yeah, go and touch it." And they're like, "Wow!" Like you, you have, have to touch it. Like nobody takes our word for it. You have to go you have touch to go it. Go and touch it. Yeah. 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 So, well, I believe I believe it was placed there, and Allison told me this, so I I know I'm right with much prayer and thought. There, there's scripture behind it. Um, the prayer team. The prayer team was all throughout this place before we laid paint or backing or anything. And there's scripture and um, just dedicating this place to the Lord. Yeah. So. Yeah. So so behind here is scripture. And this is now our prayer wall. We could call it that. Mm-hmm. So, folks, you don't have to go to Jerusalem. Right. Just come you stick just come your prayer in there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. also yeah. also hidden shapes, hidden figures. Oh, yes. <laughs> So at some point you'll have to find the hidden Winnie the Pooh, oh. and so anyhow. once you see it, you can never you can't unsee it. it. Oh, you'll I see photos. See yeah. So anyhow, it has a is character of its own. So and is Waldo there somewhere? Not yet. Probably. We haven't. Found I'm sure. Him. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't He's found him now. if he is. Okay. No, but Winnie the Pooh, I'm staring right at him. I can't. <laughs> I can't. You can't look at him. Too Save much. us, Hayden. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys just keep give away all the secrets. The raft, yeah. Um so you spoke last Sunday. You've had two weeks into the office. Um, who's your favorite staff member? Yeah, who's your favorite <laughs> staff member? We've been dying to know that. <laughs> He's gonna say Michael because Michael's the only one not here. So <laughs> just roast us. Next all. question. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um 
let's move away. You mean from the ones topic. that are still on Who, staff? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's move away from those line of questionings. Um, who's your least favorite staff? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. We won't, we won't uh, torture that much. Um, we are continuing to be in Letters to Young Church, Galatians. We have how many more weeks? Because we're going to end it right before Easter, correct? I think three. Three more. So yep. next week we have, or this <laughs> Sunday we have Scott Hetherington, correct? That's right. And he's going to be preaching five? Yeah, five, the first first uh, 12 verses of five, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and we'll get into this more probably the week before Easter, but also I imagine all of our minds will not be um, in the introspective looking back on the past. We'll be focusing so much on the Easter work, but um, maybe... Allison and Brian and, and Cliff, I assume you'll have some insights on this. How have you guys felt about this this series so far? We're, we're getting close to the end of Galatians. We've already finished 1 Thessalonians. When we talked about this before um, the new year, this was one of like our favorite ideas was let's, let's just read. Let's go through a couple letters, and we love the idea of this series. How are you guys feeling about it? You two have been very involved in this process. I'm so attached to the series. <laughs> and I'm sure that, you know, that I'm sure the community feels the same way. <laughs> but I worry that they're probably ready for a change. Yeah. But we've been thinking and praying about what to do after Easter. And I did blink last slate. night. What? Blink slate. Exactly. But I also thought that um, I'm just a teeny bit tempted to do First Corinthians, which would be the next uh, letter to the young yeah. church. But then I'm like, no, the people probably need a break. <laughs> but we are not going to be young forever. That's what I, you know, I kept thinking Arbor's four. Yeah. And so this is a perfect time to be using this series. Um, and there was a little part of me that thought, let's just do First Corinthians. Mm. But, but people are probably ready for a change but personally i feel very attached to it i yeah. i love what we've learned i've also mm -hmm. loved the collaboration that we've shared on this and um just how it's ministered to us in this weird mm -hmm. season <laughs> so i i've loved it right yes yeah, brian tell us, tell us what <laughs> yes. you think of the series you too right yes <laughs> No, to go, yes, but yes. Uh, didn't mean to say no. Uh, from the beginning, when you first threw this idea out almost two years ago, I loved the idea of this series. Uh, I didn't know what letters we were going to do, but the concept of picking letters and, and finding the truths of them, that has just been amazing and just and just that liner the truth the the our our point of the whole series the truths for then or the truths for today um i love it i think that's mm -hmm. amazing because how many times do we hear that the bible's archaic how many times yeah. do people say it's not relevant today when it's like no this it's living and breathing yeah and it's, i think that's to me that's the thing i love about it is just what you said that that it's not just studying it to study it it's saying it is very applicable to today yeah and that each message that's given is Try to be make sure we bring that around, you know. Yeah. And then, I mean, my the sermon I preached a couple weeks ago, the uh, build the church. Yeah, and then you know the first one was build up what the leaders are doing, and actually, I knew we knew at that time the leaders were about to announce Cliff, mm -hmm. and so like that that and that was just pure God's timing of hey we're mm -hmm. here's a thing even for me you know there's 
as you guys know, change was hard for me. So when I heard this, I'm like, build up what the leader's doing. Build up what the leaders are doing. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. as I was writing that sermon, I was like, ouch. Yeah. Like, why me? Give this to somebody else. We had a really cool um, expression of this. love um, from our congregation after Brian spoke and he talked about building up what the leaders are doing and building up one another. Yeah. Um, some members of our congregation put together a, a basket of encouragement and they put a little sign on there saying letters to our young church. Yeah, that was yeah. amazing. And they wrote great. us encouragement letters which i i just couldn't i still can't get over it i'm opening one a day just it means so much to me i want to savor the encouragement and make it last as long as possible but to think that the spirit moved these these hearts here to love on us after your message like that just meant the world to me that that was so cool that was Ah, one of the first things that i saw coming in yeah. was that basket and all the the letters in there and i thought yeah. i mean for me it was just an incredible confirmation of yeah. of the heart of arbert to oh. to love each other and care for each other and even the leaders uh, for advice for you and for hayden and for michael if you're going to watch this doug fields has uh, a section in his book the first two years of youth ministry that states if you get letters of encouragement keep them in your drawer because for years you're going to hear people saying how you need to do your job better. You, this church needs to do this. This church needs to do this, that. Those rare moments that you get encouraging letters, mm-hmm. keep them so when a lot of negativity is hitting you, you can grab one of them again and read it and remember the, the love that has been. I will so do that. I, yep. I mean, they have been so impactful for yep. me. And I didn't even know how much I needed it, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> yeah. until they showed up. And, yeah, so anyhow. Look at your message, how, what an impact it made. So it was, yeah. it was great. That was a fun one. Yeah. Hard, one. but fun one. Yeah. Um, this I, one, though, this, I'm glad Cliff preached this one because this one was so hard. Yeah, well, me. you're coming up in a couple more weeks, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I will do the, the second half of five because I traded with Cliff. Great. And I'm excited about that one. It's got some good stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and like Allison said, unfortunately... We're not going to announce what the next series is, even though Brian really wants Blank Slate Blank to slate. be. Yeah, you will not let up, man. Blank Slate. <laughs> but we are excited because we still have a few more weeks in this, which it's felt, I don't know about <coughs> about you, um, you two, Allison and Brian, but like the the pressure and the nerves of like, we were like, let's get through Christmas. Let's just get through <laughs> Christmas. And then the idea of like, what are we going to do after Christmas, right? Right. And now it, it there's a relief of having Cliff here because now it's like, okay, we have one more person who can help us say, okay, what are we doing after Easter? Because this has been such a season of let's just make it to the next mile marker <laughs> and then we'll figure out how we're going to get to the next one. And it feels like we have some relief, right? So another yeah. person to help with the, you know, with sermon series or what are we going to do or even, you know, what are we going to eat for lunch today? Because we all pick the same thing and Cliff comes in, says no sushi, which is <laughs> not what any of us want to hear. But <laughs> so, so Except for Allison. <laughs> except for Allison. <laughs> <laughs> so Hayden, can I ask a question? Of course. So it's been eight days? <laughs> slow yeah. rolling start. <laughs> slow For the yeah. slow rolling start. Yeah. So uh, what has surprised you guys Ooh. about me coming in? 
Oh, I didn't think I was going to be put on the spot. Well, yeah, it's I, got put, I, got, I got put on the spot. I got put on the spot. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what was new to me. I shared okay. this with Cliff in our uh, meeting this morning was um, when he came last week, um, it allowed me a chance to finally um, engage my emotion and feel, because I knew the Calvary had come in a way, mm, and yeah. that help was here, and that God had provided that help, and I felt like I could lay some burdens down a little bit and um, feel the grief of missing, like just feeling the grief of what we've walked through a bit. Mm. But I haven't felt like I could do that um, because I needed to. Yeah, I made sure everybody else is okay. (laughs) And there's a season for that kind of, um, you know, you lead through a, a, a crisis yeah. and you you don't relax until you know that it's okay and you're safe yeah. too. So it felt that was a surprise to me. I didn't know that that was coming. Mm. So you yeah. have brought relief for me. Oh, thank you. Mm. Man, and you've really had to trust 20-year-olds to really <laughs> Yeah. And they were trustworthy. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you, we made a great an team. Amazing job, Alice. You have. You oh. really have. Thanks. Totally not about me, but it, I think our <laughs> our team, our team. Well, one actually, thing. Actually, that compliment was oh. about you. Oh, mm. thanks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Cliff, I'll say I, I don't want to get into the specifics of exactly what I'm talking about, but you had said something that really brought some peace of mind to myself. Because um, I think anytime you get a new boss or a new leader, you, you have a lot of questions of like, what is this going to be like? What kind, you know, what is he like? What is he? you know, X, Y, and Z, right, fill in the blank. And you had said something about um, a certain topic, and you said, we are going to focus on what our mission is. And if it lines up with our mission, that is what we're going to go after. Um, because we were talking about all these different things that people in the Christian world want to really advocate and focus on. And they're all great things, right? There's nothing wrong with some of these, these um, you know, some of these missions that we go out on but we've made it very clear at arbor that we are about helping the hurting or people helping people find and follow jesus and we do that by making disciples together and if those things that people want to do at arbor if it doesn't line up with that we're not going to say you don't need to do that it's just we as a church that's what we're going to focus on and to me that that brought a lot of peace of mind of we're not just going to start chasing every single good thing we're going to focus on what god has called us to do as a church okay yeah. Yeah. next kb come on b, <laughs> b. Question. uh i would say for me uh i think what surprised me the most is how like self-aware you are um like when you first came in you say okay i really need help with this 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 i know this about myself so i need somebody to to do this that was like honestly encouraging for me because I'm like oh great like somebody who's like actually going to build a team and mm-hmm. knows that they need a team because I think in ministry and you said you've done it for how many years now 20 since you were a child yeah oh okay yeah. well I'm always a child of God <laughs> oh, oh very good very good got yeah <laughs> got him not as good uh, as Cliff's, but um but I think over years of ministry and you've doing this six times for churches a lot of pastors can get into a I can do it myself mentality. And I mean, in youth ministry, you, you see it all the time of uh, youth pastors like n- who don't do a good job of building a team, which my team is amazing. Shout out. Um, <laughs> so, 
Um, but you know, a lot of times in ministry, you can just say, I- I'll do it myself. I can do it myself. And you kind of lose the, the ability to grow a team. But the first thing, like just, I think our first conversation was you were asking me, okay, who's the best relational at relation relational ministry here? Because that's kind of where I forget. And I was like, Oh, that's amazing. Like, especially cause Arbor, that is like our number one goal is to be relational. And so to hear, you know, like, Hey, I need help. Like that's, that's, that was amazing and encouraging to hear. Like this is going to be a, a, a team effort. Thank you, Brian. Brian, I mean, you kind of lied. You you had mentioned the thing that stuck out about Cliff was how tall he how was. How tall he was? You yeah. only yeah. talked about that for a long time. Yeah. yeah. He is <laughs> dis, dis, deceivingly, deceptionally, dis, he's tall. <laughs> <laughs> should we show the cameras? Like, should I stand next to him? I know. They'll, they'll see it in person. I did notice that uh, you adjusted the cameras for me, Hayden, and I, I appreciate did. that. Yes. <laughs> I knew I knew Sunday morning when we were setting up and getting ready for a service, I was talking to Jeff, and I was like, I, we're going to have to adjust the cameras. He's like, oh, well, we'll wait till he gets here. And I was like, I know, we'll wait till he gets here, but I'm telling you now, Brian, myself, Allison. Stacked on top of each other. Yeah. Still aren't tall enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so you're six four, six four. Yeah, yeah. that's not mm-hmm. that tall, really. That's, I mean, <laughs> well, taller than anybody here. Yeah, okay. that's true. Okay. <laughs> you got me on that one. Yeah, so um, we did. Uh, I think you got up on stage. And yeah, you barely fit in the frame, but it was just uncomfortable. So we're like, all right, let's move the cameras around. We're gonna have to get used to this. So, um, <laughs> which I really appreciate it because it's always uncomfortable when you're the headless person talking. Well, this has been a ton of fun. I've enjoyed chatting with all of you guys, especially getting Cliff in on the podcast. I think, what, Brian, we're at like 40-something minutes? Yeah, so we're about 40 minutes. a good time to wrap this up. Probably. Um, so thank you guys so much for um, listening or watching the follow-up. Um, things to be aware of this week. Check in on social media for our Lent programming. Um, Brian, you got students this Thursday, correct? I do. Awesome. We're going to have Sunday service, 9 and 11. You can RSVP online. Uh, children's uh, programs will be available at the 9 o'clock hour, 11 o'clock, unfortunately. We're just not offering at the time. So make sure to register online for both children's or just attending. And um, there was one other thing. Oh, yeah, Scott's preaching. Food bank. Oh. Oh, food <laughs> bank? Oh, my gosh. Allison. Don't forget the food bank, man. People are hungry. How can we forget about okay, the food sorry. bank? Okay, sorry. People are hungry. <laughs> I know. I'm just giving you our time yeah food bank the we haven't thrown the we throw the list up on sunday but maybe we should throw that up on on facebook again the basic rule is if you like to eat it and it doesn't have to go in the fridge donate it perfect that's easy to remember what do i easy to remember that doesn't need to go in the fridge. what are you whispering about brian green beans I'm just trying to think of what I like to eat that doesn't go in the fridge. Oh, okay. green beans. I put my green beans in the fridge. The cans. You know? Oh, okay, canned. Who, okay. You put Donate can a in the can fridge? of green beans. See Perfect. how easy. That's that's your uh, that's your application for the week. Donate a can of of, of green beans to the food bank. So, um, well, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, we will see you guys next week.